Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Morning everyone. It's me again. Third week in a row. Do you know, I think since we've moved to this building, since we've taken over, I'm not sure if I've done three weeks in a row preaching. Um, But it's awesome. God's obviously got a lot to say through me. And... um, yeah, you guys can judge today. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're starting a new series in May. Um, it's going to be called Living Strong. So this is going to be a, a kind of a new topic going through May. And actually, if you've um, been following the Bible reading plan, how many people have been doing the Bible reading plan recently? Some of you. Um, in May, we are looking at For the New Testament scriptures, we're looking at the parables. So we're not going through books of the Bible of the New Testament bit. Um, We're actually going through the parables, some of the different parables in the um, through the Gospels. And in June, we're going to be looking at some of the miracles Jesus did. So all throughout June, for the New Testament scriptures, we're going to be looking at some of the signs, wonders, miracles that Jesus did, healing people. So yes, this month is going to be all about living strong. How do we live strong in God, for God? How do we stay strong in him, in the spirit? Um, Next week is going to be, am I really loud? Next week is going to be our testimonies from our freedom encounter. So those people, who's been going through the freedom course over the last number of months? A few people. I don't know where everyone is today. Who else is doing freedom? Some of the second-year students, you're doing freedom, aren't you? Um, so, our, so they're coming up to the end of their course, and it culminates in this great big freedom encounter where there's just loads of ministry, loads of prayer, loads of getting set free from all sorts of stuff. It's an awesome time. So that's happening this Friday and Saturday. And on Sunday, we'll have some of those guys coming up and just giving testimonies of what God's done in their lives, how he's set them free, what he's been up to. Um, and we'll... Sandra will be bringing a, a bit of a word on the end of that, tying it all together, and then we'll continue on with our Living Strong series. But, I mean, it'll be talking about living strong, living free, you know, living without the burdens of some of the stuff that life kind of chucks at us in people's lives. So I'm looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to Friday and Saturday because I'm going to be praying for people. So that's going to be fun for me. That's the first time I've done that at a Freedom Encounter, but it's going to be lots of ministry time that I'm going to be giving out of, so pray for me, um, and pray for our, our ministry team as well. And just pray for the guys that are going through the Freedom Encounter, because that can be a little bit of a time where the enemy likes to kind of just push people around a bit and kind of discourage people, because he knows they're going to be set free massively. So just be praying for the guys that are going through that. Okay, um, just to quickly um, finish off some of the bits from the last few weeks. So the last couple of weeks I've been talking about um, strengthening our stakes and making sure that we're really making time for God in our lives, making space for him so that we get our pegs, our, our, our stakes down strong in God every day so that we're not moved by the enemy, we're not moved by circumstances of life, we're not blown away, we're not rained on and soak, get soaked by the enemy. You know, we're standing firm, we're standing strong, we're standing, you know, solid in his word, on his foundation. So 
A couple of things that I just missed out because we just ran out of time um, was as you're, as you're actually speaking to God, meeting with him, you know, reading the word, make sure you have like a notepad just to write things down. It's always good to journal stuff. Uh, make a record of what God's been speaking to you, you know, because often in the future, you might want to just pull out your, your journal books and just flick through some of the things that God was speaking to you, you know, in the past. And, and actually, it's a, it's a great way to kind of help you to kind of, you know, meditate on the word and digest the word by writing it out. Holly showed me her um, journal book a few weeks ago. I wish, she, I wish she had a picture of it. She's drawn loads of pictures on it and stuff like that, and she's drawn around it and coloured it all in. Um, very artistic. And it just helps, though. It just helps you to kind of just absorb what God's saying to you and kind of get it, get it deep in you. So journal stuff. Um, give time as well to just pray for people, pray for yourself, pray for others. Just be led in your time with God to to just release whatever God wants you to release into your personal life and for other people, you know, just pray. Like the word says, you know, let your request be made known to him. He wants to hear what's on our hearts and he wants us to be praying and lifting up other people. Take time to surrender as well in that time. Just lay everything down, put it all before him. Just put it all before the cross, lay yourself down, which we're going to be talking about a bit more later on. And just give him everything. You know what I mean? Just, just lay your life down and just let him also, also during that time of surrendering, you might want to um, take some time to forgive people. If God brings up people or things that have happened that you need to kind of repent of or deal with and just dealing with unforgiveness, dealing with resentment, dealing with stuff that's come up during the week maybe that you haven't dealt with. Just use that time to kind of make it a, a, a complete time of just, just freshening things up with God. We call it keeping small, short accounts, you know, making sure we're not holding on to stuff that's going on, making sure we're just keeping our heart, you know, pure. Amen. And I think that's it. So that just kind of finishes off the last couple of weeks of, of preaching. So today we're moving on. So today what... What we're going to do, and the other congregations are going to be doing this as well, we're going to be using our, the Bible reading plan. Grab one from the table at the back at the end if you need one, if you haven't got one. It's also on the website every day. And we're going to be, through May and through June, we're going to be, going, we're going to be using these scriptures, especially from the New Testament, and we're going to be preaching about the parables and the miracles. So it's all here. So I do really recommend that you follow the Bible reading plan, even if you just skimming through the parables it's, it's not a lot because it then gets you in the same frame of mind so you're going to be hearing us preach on these things so you you spend some time and just get into the word yourself so that you're on track you're in the same kind of flow of what God's doing in kingdom faith altogether so I've picked out and I've been looking at this week you know our first week of May and the parables that have been coming up now God's done a little bit of a kind of a uh, 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 kind of a number on me with, with these parables because I was thinking, okay, I'm going to grab some of these parables and I'm going to really like, okay, God, what are you saying? What's the revelation from them? Right, let's, let's just preach them. But what God did with me this week was a completely, he just kind of flipped everything on its head. But we're still using the parables, but he kind of brought me into a, a, just a, on a different kind of journey with them. So, 
I'm just going to quickly skim through the parables that we did. So on Tuesday, 1st of May, it was talking about the overflow of your mouth, the heart speaks. The overflow of our mouths, the heart, speak, the heart speaks. And that's all about what's in your heart, because whatever's in your heart is what's going to come out of your mouth. And that's a challenging parable. You know, God's talking about, you know, being careful of what, what comes out of our mouth and where it comes from. And the parable basically is saying, you know, we need to fill our hearts, fill our lives with the word, with the truth, with, the, with good things. And then what will come out of our mouths will be the overflow of that, which will be a blessing to people, will be encouraging people, building people up. We speak in positive things. Uh, so that was Tuesday. Wednesday was being the salt and the light, the parable about letting your light shine. Thursday was the parable and the story about the lady that poured um, the anointing, it was like anointing oil on Jesus' feet and washed washed it with her hair. And then the parable Jesus um, told was, was basically a story about if you've been forgiven much, you love much. Powerful. Um, on Friday, it was talking about building your house on the rock, not on the sand. Another pow- powerful parable. And part of that, which was from Matthew 7, um, 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. So it's talking about putting the word into practice, not just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word, putting what we're hearing, what we're reading into practice. And that's how you build your life on the firm foundation, you make sure you're solid, which is what I've been talking about over the last few weeks. Um, Saturday was the story of the Good Samaritan, and I'll stop there. And that was all about loving your neighbor, and many of us will know the story of the Good Samaritan. But I'll, t- I'll tell you where I stopped, because this is, this, is where, this is what God was kind of challenging me on. So, in Luke 10, 25 to 36, this is, the, this is the story, or this is, yeah, that's the whole story of the Good Samaritan. So part of it says at the beginning, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. He said, teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, what is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it, Jesus? And Jesus answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And that was Jesus' instruction to this uh, teacher of the law, who's probably a Pharisee or a Sadducee. And so Jesus said, do what it says to do in, in your law. And I kind of stopped there. And I was like, okay, God. Okay, what are you saying to me through this and all of the other parables that we've kind of been, we've been touching on? Because, and I kind of got the revelation that it was like, this stuff isn't easy to do. I don't know if anyone else finds that. Um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind. That's quite a feat, isn't it? That's quite a, that's quite a task. That's, that's not easy to just do you know do okay god i love you with all my strength all my soul all my mind all my heart it's not easy and love your neighbor as yourself and i was kind of meditating on that god how do we how do we actually do that how do you? and then he goes on to tell the story of the the good samaritan and how you know 
um, the Samaritan help this person that was in need. And I was like, God, you know, that's, that's not, that's difficult to do. That's difficult to do all the time. And so I was having this kind of just conversation with God and he was kind of just, he started to open some things up to me. Now let me just bring in from Romans 12 um, that I shared a few weeks ago, I think. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, a few weeks ago. I was talking, I was sharing some stuff from Romans 12 and Romans 13. And I was just teaching on how, you know, we just apply the word to our lives. So in Romans 12, it's got some other instructions, some things that we needed to do, if you remember I I talked about. And I'll just read a few of them out. It says, offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. So I'm just kind of just pulling some bits out. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Honor other people above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share uh, with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. It goes on. And... I don't know if you remember me talking about it. There's a lot of instruction. There's a lot of stuff that, that God wants us to do. And that's just one chapter of the Bible. And, you know, I was kind of like, okay, God, I'm, I need, how do, how do we do this? Now, if you remember, I talked about, you know, we just need to let God do it through us. It's the Holy Spirit that works these things out. But then how, how does that actually happen? So, God began to kind of just take me on a journey and reveal to me some bits and pieces. And I guess personally, you know, we're not all perfect, are we? And I don't know if we ever will be, if you haven't noticed. Um, We have struggles in life. We don't always do what we know we should be doing as Christians. Um, and as non-Christians as well, if there's any in the room, you know, we, there's, there's morals, there's things that we have in our conscience that we think, you know, we, we're like, I, you know, I need to do that really. I shouldn't, or I shouldn't be doing that. And, you know, we, we miss the mark probably quite a lot, actually. If you, if you actually think about it, I remember Pastor Colin used to do this, um, this kind of uh, example where he, he would say, we could do it, we could do it here. Like, okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it now. Who's sinned this week? And I'll, I'll say I've sinned this week. Who's sinned today? Like, who sinned in the last hour? I can see someone really reaching their hand up back there. Who sinned in the last minute? <laughs> do you know what? We, we, are all in the same boat. We, we should never really think we're, we're better than anyone else. That was actually one of the scriptures in Romans 12 or 13. It says, don't think too highly of yourself. Because we all sin. It says in the Bible, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there's another scripture that says, if, we, if any of us think we, we don't sin, you're a liar. Because you do. And actually, if you think you don't sin... Even in that, that's sin, probably, because <laughs> you're lying. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or it's pride, you know. And actually, if you look at some of the things that Paul wrote in the epistles, he was, he's done massive, massive, massive things for God. 
he's probably done more for the kingdom of God, you know, after Jesus. He's, he's, you know, he's the next one down after Jesus. All the, all the scripture that he's written, the, the letters that he's wrote, the places he's been, the stuff that he's taught and churches planted and all of it, you know, we read his letters today and that's where we get our, that's where God speaks to us from. So Paul's done amazing stuff for God, but he even struggled. And I like the way Paul actually, quite a few places in the New Testament, he, he shares of his struggles and he actually will admit, he's the first one to admit, you know, I, I'm not the greatest of apostles. I'm the least of these. You know, I'm the least of the apostles. And he has a humility. And that's kind of where I'm going today. It's about having a humility. And it's a right, it's a right humility so it's not just saying, oh, I'm a failure, I'm rubbish, I sin all the time, I just can't do anything right, I'm just, I'm just rubbish at everything. And, you know, it, that's, that's kind of, that gets kind of bordering on, you know, having low self-esteem and just beating yourself up all the time. And that's not right. But there is a place where we do need to realise where we are really at and acknowledge that we struggle and acknowledge that we're not perfect and acknowledge that we just mess up, you know. And from Romans 7, um, starting from verse 18, Paul kind of says, For I have, the desi- I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. So Paul's confessing, you know, I struggle. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it but it's the sin living within me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my, of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin that, is work, that works within me. And that's, you know, it gets a little bit complicated, but you need to read it for yourself and go through it. Um, but Paul is struggling Paul is, is saying, this stuff I want to do, I know it's right, and I know God wants me to do it, but I'm bat- I battle with it daily. And there's this kind of law, this, this sin that's working against what I want to do. What a wretched man I am, is verse 24, um, chapter 7. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Paul's really saying, you know, I'm, I mess up, I mess up. And I know my failures, I know my short shortcomings who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death but thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord and it goes on to Romans 8 that finishes Romans 7 then goes on to Romans 8 therefore there now is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death so he then goes on to say Actually, what we have in Jesus, the law of the Spirit, is greater than the law of sin and death that can work against us. And that's a, there's some powerful chapters there in Romans 7 and 8. Go through them. And it just really kind of homes you in and just like, okay, Paul struggled with stuff as well. But he's, he then put, sets his focus on Jesus. He sets his focus on the truth. He has overcome he is the one who we can look to and his law of living life in the spirit overcomes everything else. 
He's conquered sin and death and the grave for us on our behalf so that we can live free of all of that. So they're good, there's some good chapters to read. It really encourages you. So I was kind of talking to God about some of this stuff. God, how, it, you know, I do fail. I do fall short. And I know, I'm, I know there's things that I could be doing better. I know there's things I shouldn't be doing that I'm doing. And I'm, I'm, but God, I need your help. I need your help. And, you know, um, over the last number of weeks, some of the guys, me and some other guys have been getting together. And we've been, God's kind of brought us to a place where we've started to really confess some stuff to each other. Like we've been just just talking about our, our walks with God and stuff in our past, stuff in our present. And, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, if you can confess your sins one to another so you may be healed. We've been doing that. God, you know, God's just been laying on our hearts to just be open and honest and, and just be real with each other. What God's looking for in our lives is a reality, is a realness. He wants us to be real. He doesn't want us to be fake. He wants us to be real. And he wants us to be honest. And I think we've, we've just started up quite a few small groups. And they're really good places to be real with each other. Be honest with each other. I really encourage you, when you get into your small groups, be honest with each other. Where are you really at? What's really going on? Don't put on a fake kind of facade that, uh, you know, everything's great, everything's good, you know, I'm really following God, I'm seeing this happen, that happen. You know, but what, what's really going on under the surface? Is, I mean, for some people, maybe you are just, you know, you're flying with God and everything's great and everything is going well. So, you know, in, on that respect, you know, don't try and pull some negative stuff out just to join in with everyone else. You know, that can happen. You know, just it's about being real and it's about being honest. It's about being open. That's what small groups are for. And that's what sharing in our groups, that's what having small groups is all about, really. Let's be honest. At the end of the day, I know that we can be teaching on different topics and doing different things, but actually there should be time spent where we're honest and open with each other so that we can encourage each other, we can pray for each other, we can support each other, we can, you know, just get alongside each other. Um, but it's a massive revelation... Um, it, or it's just it's a massive realisation where you find out do you know what I struggle with the same things you struggle with I fall short in the same areas you fall short in I battle with the same battles that you have you know we have an enemy and he has very few tactics he's been you know coming against the people of God for hundreds of years thousands of years probably and he kind of just uses the same old scheme over and over and over again. So it's not unusual that we'll all be struggling with the same things. I pick up in the spirit sometimes when I'm praying that actually I feel like the enemy's coming against us as a, as a congregation in this area. And then I hear different people from different, you know, different people saying, oh yeah, I'm really struggling with this, like unforgiveness, or I'm really struggling with this. Uh, or, or, I'm just really feeling down or I've really got this big fear about this or... And it's like, okay, you're struggling with it, you're struggling with it, you're, you know, and we're all, it's like the enemy's just coming against us all together and just hitting us with the same stuff. And we need to be honest about that and we need to be open about it so that we can stand together, we can pray, we can overcome, we can just stand firm with one another and just rebuke it, rebuke the enemy, send him flying. But we've got to be honest and we've got to be open. There's wisdom to that as well. It's not to say you've got to just unload all of your life story and all of your struggles and things you think about just 
drop them on people. But there is also, we do need to be, I think we need to be led by the Spirit in what we share when we share it. But we do need to be more open, more open. <clears throat> and there's a freedom in that. And with some of the guys that I've been um, meeting up with and we've been doing some of this, it's like God straight away, and I think women are better at doing this than men. So this was, a, you know, this is something I've, I've, ne- I've never really experienced it to this degree before, but because we shared some stuff and it was like we immediately connected on a deeper level. You immediately go deep with that group of people. And you kind of come off surface level where we're all okay, we're doing all right, yeah, we, there's a bit of this, a bit of that, to like, okay, this is what really is going on behind closed doors and stuff like that. And it's like you go bang. It's like, and then God begins to open stuff up. And as, you, as, as different people are shared in this group that we're doing, it's like, you know, we, we, you, you end up getting, con- you connect in the spirit. I don't know how to explain it. You just connect in a deeper way together with that person. And you then have more of a compassion for them. You then have more of a, a heart to help them and to encourage them. And, and you cover each other's backs. But that's actually what the body of Christ is all, meant to be all about. And I just encourage us to, to do that. Um, I was talking to someone on the phone last night, and, and I was, we were talking about this kind of subject. And I said to him, you know, that, that scripture that said, confess your sins one to another, we really just take that for granted. We kind of like, okay, let's just leave that one. That's something the Catholics do, and that's something it's religious. It's not really what we do today it's a kind of catholic confession thing where you sit in a box and you tell the priest or whoever you know you're you're you're, you confess but actually it's in the word because it's something we need to do and it's something that will heal us and will set us free from stuff or it's part of the process of that anyway now in 2 corinthians 12 9 it says and this is paul talking Um, talking to God about some of his struggles. He says, But God said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardship, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. There's something about us where we need to be vulnerable with each other and actually open about our weaknesses. And, and more than anything else, open to God about our weaknesses. Now, God knows everything about us. He knows what's going on in our mind 24-7. He knows the things we want to do. He just knows everything. But actually, what God often wants us to do is to still speak to him about those things that he knows about. Because there's something that comes where we acknowledge where we, we're really at with him. And actually, I believe it's, a, it's one of the keys to revival. And it's one of the things that happens when you, we hear about revivals where God really moves and really powerfully moves in people and areas and churches and towns. It, it, something happens where people are honest to God. They're like, you know, they don't hide things anymore with God. They just they pour out their hearts to God and, it's, and then God kind of comes in. He loves it. He absolutely, just trust me, he loves when we're honest with him. He loves when we acknowledge where we're really at with him. When we pretend, he knows we're pretending, but we still kind of pretend with him. It's like, 
just be honest. I know, I know you're pretending. I can see what you do. I can see what you're thinking about. And some, you know, it's there's something, there's something there just about being real with him and stepping into a reality with him. And I think for students as well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick on the students a little bit. Well, not pick on you, but I think for us. Because I'm at the Bible College with you guys, you know, we're there every day, we're in our eight o'clocks and we're in all, all the meetings that happen at Roffey Place. And it's very easy to put on a kind of a show and a, and a front and, a, and a, I'm, everything's good and I'm pressing into God and I'm shouting and I'm praising. But actually behind the scenes, it's like this, I'm not really into this, I'm not really getting this, I'm not really. And we can do it in church as well, it's not just students. We can pretend, but actually what's going on behind the front is not great and God just wants a reality he wants a reality in in us he wants us to be real and honest with him about where we're at and that's the beginning to coming out of that so where there is things we're battling with or struggling with or dealing with you've got to start off from the point of okay God this is where I'm really at this is what's really going on in my heart God I find it hard to follow you I find it hard to understand you I find it hard to to praise i find it hard to worship i find it hard to meet with you i just don't get this what you're saying in the bible i don't get that and that's that's where he wants us to be not pretending just it's like god i just really find it hard i just don't get church i don't know i just don't get i don't get the bible i don't understand it i don't it's starting from ground level so that he can then come in and he's like great okay finally you're acknowledging where you you you're telling the truth now Right, let's, let's start from there and let's move forward together. That's where we've got to get to. And he loves that. He loves us to be real. And then when we're there, and then it's like God then comes in and this, then says, right, okay. And starts to explain stuff to us. He starts to give us revelation. He starts to lift stuff off of our lives. It's all about humility, isn't it? It's all about just, I mean, true humility really is being completely 100% dependent on God. That's what humility is all about. It's humble. Being humble is, God, I can't do it without you. I need you. I can't do any of this without you. And you know, I often say to myself in the mornings, like, God, I just surrender this day to you. Lord, I'm just, I, I need you today. I need you today. I'm not a great husband i'm not a great dad i'm not a great pastor i'm not a great friend or brother or son or i'm just not great with people or whatever you just tell god everything and you humble yourself before him and it's at that point he's like okay cool that's where you're at brilliant brilliant now press into me and i will do what you can't do and it's all about, a whole Christian life is about pressing into God and seeking him so that he can step in and fill in the void and fill in the gaps with the things that we can't do. In fact, it's, it's, there's no real, there's not many things we can do. You know, I think Nick was mentioning that as well. It, we can't do anything in and of ourselves. We need him to do everything. And actually, it's dangerous when you think you are great at something because, <laughs> because that's sometimes where you slip up. That's the first place, you know, things start to shake is when, oh, yeah, I'm great at that. I can do that bit. God, I need your help on this bit. 
it's like, no, God, I need your help in all of it. And he's looking for us to be humble daily, surrendering our lives and saying, God, just work all of this stuff in me. And he, he will come in and he will work it in you and through you. Okay. So Galatians 2.20 says, this is Paul again, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, it's talking about his body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He got a revelation that I, every day I've got to crucify my flesh. And it talks about that in the word. It says, you know, reckon yourself dead. And you've got to die to yourself. And I recommend doing this every day. God, help me. I can't do it. I just give it all. To, I give you this day. I give you everything. Just work in me and he will come. I guarantee you. Paul realized, I crucify myself. I crucify my flesh. And I no longer live, <clears throat> but Jesus, you need to live through me today. And it's living by faith. So it's like, God, I just put my faith in you today. And I want you to live and work through me today and speak through me and love through me. And it's almost like, well, we do need God to, you know, that first scripture I read out about loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul, strength. We need God to enable us to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's like we need him to do everything through us. And, you know, this message today is all about grace. It's all about what he's done for us that we can't do for ourselves, what he does every day for us that we can't do for ourselves, and realizing, God, I, there's not a lot. There's, there's nothing almost I can do for myself. So living strong actually means living surrendered. Living strong means living independent not independent dependent on him um living strong means living a life where it's a life in need of him and for our response today you know i want to just i want us to just take some time to just say god i need you i can't do this without you where there's things that we're struggling with, where there's things that we're dealing with, where there's stuff that's going on, it just might be Christian life. You know, I confess that I'm not a great Christian. I'm not a good Christian. I'm not. I know that may sound weird. I'm the pastor of the church. I, I, I'm not a good Christian. I can't do all of that stuff without him. I need him. But we've got to get to that point where we've got to confess. See, I'm confessing it to you. I'm, I'm not a good Christian, but that is the greatest point of strength because I'm confessing my weakness and it's only when I'm weak then I'm strong. So confessing that, do, do you get that? Does, does, does that make sense? So I'm not confessing that I'm a, you know, I'm a failure. It's I'm confessing that, God, I need you to do this stuff through me. And then I'm, I can achieve what I need to achieve. So I'm the opposite of a fact, you know, I could achieve everything. Thanks, Shereen. Uh, 
So it's about our need for him. The greatest revelation, I believe, I believe, I think it is the greatest, one of the greatest revelations you can get is actually realizing where you're at in God's eyes. Where are you at? Where does he see you at? And where are you, where are you in line with his word? And when you get that revelation, it could be not so great. Often it's probably not. Um, as in where you actually fit it, you know, where you are aligned. It's from that place that you can be like, okay, God, this is me. I'm, I'm way out of line and I need to come into line. So God, I need you. And then that's where we kind of, that's where God just begins to work. You know, if we have a group of people like that in a church, that God, God will move massively. Where we come together and we realize we're not so great and we need God. And that's when you pull God down. Do you know what I mean? You pull, it's like you've got, to pull, you've got to grab hold of him and you've got to pull him down. And that's when he moves the most because he's, he's like, these people realize they need me. So I'm going to come and I'm going to be in the room and I'm going to heal people, set people free, do everything I need to do. He doesn't come when we think we're all okay. And we actually don't, God, I'm all right. I don't really need you. So I need a bit of you here and there, but I don't really, you know, I'm doing okay in life. And that's where God's like, okay, cool. You know, oh, just cool. Go for it. Do, do, you know, you're, you're fine. So I'll leave you. I'll leave you to it. It's recognizing God. We, we need you. We want you. Amen. Now I've got a song for us to respond to. And it's obviously, it's, the song is, I need you, God, God, I need you. And it's, I need you more. And that is our confession. That should be our confession today. God, I need you more than anything else. I need you more. And it's him we need. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's him. It's the true living God. It's God. It's Jesus. We need you. So just take a moment before we, before we start this song. And just make sure there's nothing in your life. Just, you might want to just speak to him about anything that, where you've kind of like said, God, I'm cool in this area. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm plain sailing. I'm doing really well. Maybe you might want to just change that and just say, God, you know, there's no area I'm great in. And there's no area I'm doing as good as you want me to be doing in. So, Lord, come and just fill, fill me. I need you. If there's things we need to confess to him, you know, take this moment now to just confess stuff, repent of stuff, turn away from stuff. And just, God, I need your help in that area. I'm rubbish that. I get angry sometimes. I get frustrated sometimes. I slip up in stuff sometimes. I don't get you sometimes. You know, there's unbelief in my life. There's lack of faith. There's, there's all sorts of stuff. God, help me. <clears throat> Pray. Pray that to him, God, I need your help. You know, we don't need to grovel or beg God for forgiveness or anything like that. It says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and it takes a moment to deal with stuff like that. And 
This is all about walking in, living in the light with him. You know that scripture that says, if we live in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another. This is living in the light. It's not keeping things in darkness with God. It's bringing things out into the light. And with one another, bringing ourselves out into the light. And that's where we, have, we can have our deepest fellowship with God and our deepest fellowship with one another is where we bring things out into the light and bring things out into the open. Right, if we can cue the song, Chris. Let's just worship God and just confess our need to Him. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.